Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Hey, handsome listeners, we're very excited to announce a handsome live show on Monday, February 12th, that you can stream from anywhere in the world. Our first show was so much fun that we're doing it again, and we'll be taking your guys' questions. Plus, we're going to have a bunch of surprises and maybe a special guest or two. So get tickets at DynastyTypewriter.com now and join us. Again, it's February 12th. Your link will last all week. And you can get tickets at DynastyTypewriter.com. Handsome. Chatting with friends on the Handsome Pod. Chatting with friends on the Handsome Pod. Cheers. Welcome to another episode of Handsome. It's me, your friend, Tig Notaro, with my co-hosts. I'm Mae Martin. And I'm Fortune Feimster. And we are... We're so handsome. And, here. and we're queer. <laughs> so and some people it. haven't gotten used to it. Some people are so not used to it. And I, yeah. I feel bad. You guys were just recording ads without me because I'm sick. What happened, little cowboy? You got a cold? Well, thanks for asking. For, yeah, I don't know. Everybody's got that like chest thing. And it's not, uh, it's so boring. But I just had an IV this morning. They came to my house and did one of those Ooh. like. Oh, yeah. I like those. Yeah, that's crazy. Like, I guess when Rihanna's hungover or whatever, she, I don't know why I went with her, but. (laughs) Who's Rihanna? (laughs) Oh, the singer. Rihanna? Wait. (laughs) Did you think I was, yeah. Wait, you You say say Rihanna. Truly, I was like, Uh, say Rihanna. Is this like a pasta pasta thing? It might be. I think it is. I thought it was Rihanna, but I could be wrong. But also, why her? Does she get? I don't know why my brain went there. I look, I. Oh, I'm hoping, um, I don't know, that I'll be extra funny today because I'm like closer to the void. Like the veil between worlds is thin, you know, so, you know, when you do a show and you're sick and you're like, I'm never going to get through this. And then it's weirdly good because you're like trying hard and you're kind of out of it. I always am surprised before I go on stage when I'm not feeling well, how it is never an issue when I'm on stage, like the adrenaline overrides all completely it's really i mean that's my experience but it's pretty crazy and how are you feeling fortune i'm feeling pretty good i went on a hike uh well i was in the pool this morning doing the treading treading water oh my god i know i'm a pillar of health (laughs) and you're up to an hour now right um i have done an hour but i'm averaging 45 that's mm. impressive, man. So I got up early, got in the pool, started doing some of that, um, and then uh, realized I had a little extra time. So then Jax and I went on a hike. Um, oh, nice. Because I've just been really busy 
So, but I've been trying to get some fitness stuff in in the mornings before all the crazy work stuff. That's always so good. You feel just pumped and yeah. yeah, ready to go for the day. It's always good to just have those, your plan or your goal, and then you just mm-hmm. don't let anything get in the way of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because like, if I don't, I'm doing this. If I don't get to it, then I don't always get to it. I mean, if I don't get to it first, I don't mm-hmm. always get to it. Yeah. Um. So I'm trying to be better about that. Although I have been heating the pool, like when I go to bed, and so when oh, I get so up, it's, it's like a warm bath. You're slipping yeah, into a so warm bath. Jack's got in it the other day, and she's like, "It's like a hot tub in here." She's like, "Our gas bill is going to be astronomical." <laughs> <laughs> was she treading with you, or was she just floating around uh, talking about finances? <laughs> She loves floating around <laughs> talking about finances. She got in right after me because I had to start my radio show. And um, she was going to, she's like, let me try this tread, treading water thing. But we don't have a deep end. And we're mm-hmm. both really tall. You don't so, have a deep end? No, it's uh, like five feet. Oh, whoa. I've had to do a kind of a um, uh, sort of breaststroke, like, treading Thing. So right, kind we're kind of like tucking your leg around up in a, a circle. <laughs> row, row. Well, and that's the thing is it doesn't matter as long as you are staying afloat. Yeah. Because um, I've been in pools like that where I just swim or, you know, just do other yeah. um, strokes that I think maybe I made up. You should pat- You should patent some strokes, Tig. I have many to show you. Oh, and uh, and they're little, they're, they, yeah, they are the treading forms that i have um or strokes that i've come up with Pioneer. and i i challenge you fortune though okay to tread water mm-hmm. in an unheated pool Ooh. oh my gosh <laughs> you do Why that does it, get, it gets harder and harder i have done it and i'm telling you when i've gotten out of the pool uh-huh. that was not heated after treading water for one hour i felt like I like King Kong. I was yeah. just like, Rawr. I I had so much energy. I was so, I, I my whole day I was on wow. like cloud nine. That's like an insane cold plunge. Yeah. Well, did you know that um, when you do cocaine, your dopamine increases 2.5 times, but it, but it maxes out at nine minutes and then it starts plummeting again but when you do a cold plunge did it not goes know that two point <laughs> in a cold plunge it's 2.5 times as well same as cocaine but it lasts for two and a half hours and it's climbing the whole time Ooh. like the two and a half hours after your dopamine is still going up so yeah all these coke addicts need to just jump in a cold river yeah they probably are they're probably doing that too <laughs> chasing but the I'm dragon telling you when I tread water in a cold pool, my whole day I'm amped. Yeah. Okay, maybe I'll heat it a little, but no. not as much. No. <laughs> no take once you to I go. I can't imagine from... getting in there for an hour in okay, a cold ass pool. Let me be honest. Let me be totally honest. Thank I you. mean, a pool that is not heated in the summertime. Yeah. I mean, LA is not crazy cold, but it dips to like forty at night. Yeah. Yeah. So in the early morning, you're you're talking about a pretty chilly pool. Yeah, well, in the summertime, in the morning, okay, that version of a chili pool, once it warms up, I challenge you to that. In the summer, for sure, I'm going to be scooting around that cold cold pool. In fact, I'm going to come over and we'll scoot around together. Please. Yeah. Let's do it. Put it on the list, Thomas. 
Yeah. Do you think it's, <laughs> do you think it'd be good for immunity? I feel like swimming and cold water, that's good for everything. When you guys were kids, did you have, any, did your parents have any weird like home remedies when you were sick? Like my mom used to grate an apple with a grater. So it was just a bowl mm-hmm. of like grated apple. My grandmother had a lot of um, homemade remedies because that's, you know, how older folks of that generation, they would be like, I've got a book and it tells me all the things that I need to do. Like she would have an aloe plant. Mm-hmm. So if there was a sunburn, she'd she'd uh, break off a piece of the aloe um, stem. Well, sure, sure, sure. But her favorite remedy was um, putting in um, a suppository. <laughs> No, stop. What, what do you it, mean into, her favorite? Into, <laughs> when you have a sunburn? I mean, hey. When you have a sunburn, you put in a suppository? <laughs> Just any ailment. She'd be like, she... I think you need a suppository. <laughs> oh, my like, God. I don't know. <laughs> but she I was young, so I didn't it. know. How many suppositories did you get? I think I had a lot. Oh, I my lot. God. And did you insert it yourself or did... Yeah, um, I didn't have my grandma put it, anything up my butt. Thank you. Okay. Oh, my God, but how but she'd be like, oh, your tummy hurts. I know what you need. <laughs> I was like, oh, boy, here we go. Oh, my gosh. Did you start to just keep your ailments to yourself? Because you're like, <laughs> oh, I know what, what I'm getting. If my head hurt, here's a suppository. <laughs> so I didn't tell her I was gay. Uh, (laughs) girl no you did not (laughs) but for real a lot of suppositories i think that was an old school like they just felt like that was the thing you had to clear it out Mm. just get it Mm. out of your butt yeah but get it out of your butt or drink a coca-cola so oh. to get it out of your butt, you have to put that in there. Yeah. So you, you're putting yet another thing in there. Mm-hmm. Yet okay. another thing. It was not a pleasant. It was not pleasant. I haven't had one since she's died. I wonder where she got that. If it was like intergenerational suppositories, or if she just kind of was into it. Well, we have a long line of people in our family. <laughs> her mother. <laughs> Did it for her and her mother did it for her. <laughs> was she ever at an age where she was confused and was like, I have to put an aloe uh, plant. plant in your bottom? Once I hit 16, I think I stopped the suppositories. So that was when she started. 16? To- I mean, maybe 15. Fortune. Man, isn't it once fortune? I could, once I could drive out of there. And, that, and go and buy your own it. suppositories. <laughs> I never hear that word anymore. Maybe because it was very old school. That's the word, right? Suppository, the thing See, that's that is in your butt. Very much, yeah. <laughs> I just think it's crazy that when you're a kid, you just are like, all right, I guess. Like whatever anyone tells you is going to yeah. make you feel better. You're just like, oh, you've got to do it until you turn 16. I also had... Uh, when I was born, really blonde hair like this. Like right now, my mm-hmm. hair is pretty blonde. Mm-hmm. And as I got older, it started getting a little darker. And she was like, oh, no. Like Suppository here, we time. Got, we got to get those <laughs> blonde curls back in there. So when I would go to T-Ball, she would. <laughs> we got to get those blonde curls back in there. Like it's a, like, like, oh, we couldn't. Pop. What were they turning brown? They were just getting a little darker. 
You're probably oh turning my. into like normal a- adult yeah. hair from being like toddler when hair. When I was right? only like, five, I would go to T-Ball and she was like, well, you're already going to be out in the sun. She goes, you know, um, I she would squeeze lemon juice all over yeah. my hair. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. My mom. This too. woman sounds like a mess. Yeah. I would go play T-Ball with lemon juice on my hair but she didn't and a take suppository in, the... in your <laughs> <laughs> she didn't take into consideration that at some point i would sweat and the oh. sweat would bring the lemon juice into my eyeball <laughs> oh my god so i'm like trying to hit a t-ball and like swinging all over the place because i can't see anything well whenever i would go out to eat with my family my mother would you know I mean, I guess I could have gone into the bathroom to wash my hands like a civilized person with soap and water. But mm-hmm. um, my mother would always take the lemon off the table and squeeze the lemon juice in my hands and have me rub my hands together. Really? That's yeah, very s- sticky, no? No, it's it's a natural uh, remedy. For, Unless you have uh, a cut on your hand and then you're screaming. Then well, you're screaming. Sure. Yeah, well, if that happens, just grab a suppository. Yeah, or an aloe. It's triple Uh aloe. I have, at the moment, um, I put, like, I was putting on moisturizer, I guess, and then my girlfriend had these, like, oh, you're you're on board? It puts the lotion on it. We were talking about that one. Put the lotion in the basket. Yeah, and so my my girlfriend has these self-tanning drops, and so I, I added them to the moisturizer. I added a couple put it on my face and then yeah. I wake up in the morning and I don't know if you can see I'm not giving you the finger but I it's oh. brown it looks like I have poo on my finger it does it, look like you have a poo looks finger like somebody was doing a suppository I know it looks like this fake tan is pooled around my middle finger and I have just a poo finger now and I don't know what to do <laughs> what an interesting um <laughs> a poo finger <laughs> thing if somebody was only tanning a portion that- of one finger <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Do you self tan, Fortune? Um, would your no. grandmother want that? I went, to, I went to a tanning bed once in high school because mm. that was all the rage in the yeah. late '90s was the tanning. Also in the '80s, let's not forget yeah. my elderly crew. <laughs> Shout out! <laughs> you know who has a tanning salon attached to their salon is our friend Debbie. Oh. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could, you can go get your hair cut, and then you can. In the same building, you could go get a little tan. Oh, a drop of sun never did anyone any harm. Oh. Debbie's still rocking the tanning bed. I didn't know people still sold minutes. Well, okay. you have to, right? In 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 uh, England, because yeah. isn't it overcast most yeah, of the time? Totally. I've never done tanning or um, sunburning. However, this last summer, we had such an outdoor circus festival of a summer mm-hmm. that I got the tannest I've ever been really? and people were constantly mentioning how tan I was <laughs> I mean you could not get our family indoors we were at every beach in the world and climbing every mountain and biking and surfing and wow. surfing lessons mm-hmm. it was it was quite a summer seems like it yeah so I just did a natural tanning well, you look gorgeous. Mm, I guess I was just waiting to hear that. <laughs> v. 
VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Should we get into our uh, question? Let's do it. Yeah, yeah well, let's do it. today's questioner is best known for the late night shows he hosted for nearly 30 years, including Late Night and The Tonight Show. His hit podcast is called Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend, and he's one of the funniest people on the planet. That's right. We got our handsome friend, Conan O'Brien, to ask us a question. Oh, man. Hey, handsome pod. Conan O'Brien here. And my question is, if you could go back in time and stop any one thing from happening, oh man, what would it be? Whoa, one thing that you could stop. I was going to say I'm starstruck from from hearing his voice. I've I've met him like two or three times. I'm like a deep fan. I think he's probably one of the reasons I I started doing comedy. Yeah, he's, he's so, so funny. funny, man. I used to gosh. watch him when I was growing up and the uh, masturbating bear I just and loved everything. How, <laughs> like how silly he was and and not a, and and how self deprecating and. Yeah. yeah. And then he that's someone who like, you know, meet your heroes. He was so funny when I met him. And I was like, thank God he's exactly like you think he's going to be, you know? I grew up watching him like high school into college. Um, but Tig, you had some pretty epic Conan appearances. Mm. I think well, I watched thanks. the one of you um scooting the stool across the stage many a times. Yeah, yeah that was that was fun. I I ruined their floor when I oh, you was did? dragging the stool around. Seriously? Yeah, I yeah, there's uh the state one part of the stage is I guess plexiglass where they have lights underneath the plexiglass. Yeah. Uh-huh. And I popped up onto that area with the stool and started dragging it and they had to replace that whole portion of the stage and then Conan told me that after I left that day the sound engineer would play that through the speakers through uh when they were doing run-throughs uh just to drive everybody insane just the (laughs) the the sound of the stool dragging on the stage oh my god that's amazing yeah my personal well, well i have two other personal favorites of times that i went on conan one was when stephanie and i before we were an item Mm -hmm. i wanted to act like yeah, I called her and I wanted to act like I was just that Not I didn't even care that I was on TV and just uh, <laughs> talking to someone. That was in your documentary. It was great. You said, um, oh, you said, oh, wait, I, I got to take this real quick. He's like, all right. You guys played so well with each other. And then Stephanie, Stephanie answers, hey, what are you doing? You go, oh, nothing. Yeah. <laughs> you go, I'm just talking to this guy. <laughs> yeah, that was great. And then my last one that I thank you that I really loved was John Doerr, another Canadian. Canadian, May. yeah. One of the yeah, funniest people, genius. I think, alive. He and I went on there and um, we did a whole bit about Goldilocks. Yes, and, um, I remember this. That was one of my. I don't think I, I love saw John Doerr. I got yeah, a Google John Doerr. Yeah, he's so funny. God, so he's so funny. funny. So you would come up with these bits before you would go on to. You're like, I think this could be funny, and you would just run it, run it by Conan, or you would surprise him. 
Well, I just, yeah, I had like this ongoing list of ideas that I had, like that I, that didn't feel like it quite worked for my stand up. Mm-hmm. And I would think, oh, what can I do with this? And then when I would be asked to go on the show, then I would talk to the, you know, segment producer and, and just run it by them. And, yeah. uh, but it got to a point where they would tell me, oh, Conan trusts you. You can do whatever you want. And so I didn't even really have to run anything by them. In oh fact, God. the Stephanie part, he didn't really know what was happening. Oh, wow. That's fun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's so funny. Yeah. So in his question, is he he's saying in history what we would stop? Yeah, I guess you could interpret it as stop an event from your own life or yeah more broadly from historical from from history yeah if you could go back in history and stop one thing what would it be yeah i mean Mm. a bunch of things coming to mind i know you probably know you probably have some facts coming our way well i don't think so it's more like i i'm wondering if you if you you know whatever extinction event happened that killed the dinosaurs Mm -hmm. if you stop that from happening would humans have still evolved and then it would have been us and the dinos at the same time on the planet because that would be pretty cool it might have humbled us you know to have like a not be the apex predator so you would want dinosaurs wandering around with us yeah stop the extinction mm-hmm. i think event. we would have gotten eaten right would we have even made it out of that time it would I be would've... really hard to like <laughs> let max and finn go out and play and yeah. just be like keep an eye out for the dinosaurs <laughs> yeah i'm scared of coyotes yeah that's yeah. true yeah, so you want to stick with that? No, I'll rethink that now that I'm thinking about Max and Finn. And I don't want them to have to be like scurrying around little holes underground trying to hide from dinos. So, no, you're right. Well, it's not just about Max and Finn, but I would be very concerned about them, you know, because they love playing outside and be really stressful if there was a T-Rex that was in the neighborhood. And the whole premise of Jurassic Park is basically like you think you want this, but you don't. Yeah. yeah, you're right. Yeah, you hear You see the dinosaurs. Oh my god, this is amazing. They're majestic and gorgeous and then Do you know what happened? <laughs> I talked about this in my animated special on uh, HBO, but it is a real story. I used to work in childcare mm-hmm. and um <laughs> this woman that I worked with drove me batty okay drove me batty and i was cleaning up the room sweeping one day and she came in and she was talking and i was like "Uh uh-huh okay yeah 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 was not paying attention and then i heard her say yeah and then the dinosaurs started eating everybody and i said wait what are you talking about and she said have you not heard about it and i said no and she said, oh, yeah, the science, she explained like the science behind it and how dinosaurs came back and they were eating people. And I was like, right now? And I, <laughs> oh there was such God. a miscommunication. I couldn't believe how casually she was telling me that they had brought dinosaurs back and that they're running around eating everybody. Oh I was like, God. what the hell are we doing here talking about this? We got to go. I mean, it was terrifying. And I missed that one little chunk of information that it was a movie called Jurassic Park that was out now. That's so I was not familiar. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I just was so used to tuning this woman out. And man, was it terrifying. (laughs) What was it about her that drove you so batty? 
just one of those people? <sighs> yeah, just one of those jobs where such a different mix of people end up working together. And I think about it all the time, actually, when I'm on tour. Well, when I was on tour in the early days and staying at kind of low rent motels yeah. and I would sh I'd drive up, show up to this place. It was so seedy. And then behind the desk is like an 80 year old woman with a gray haired bun on her head. And then like a 19 year old goth kid. And they're both employees working behind the counter. <laughs> Yeah, on the on the night shift. And mm. I'm always like, how are they getting through? <laughs> what are they talking about? Yeah, what is happening here? <laughs> and so it was kind of a similar thing in that job where, you know, there was somebody maybe my age, I, I think I was like, I don't know, 22 or something. Mm -hmm. And then uh, elderly, just, like, yeah, she wasn't yeah. like a, a gray-haired bun on the head lady. Uh, which, if you are, that's fine. I'm I'm two steps behind you with the gray-haired bun on my head. I'm just mm. saying, like people from crazily different worlds working in these types of jobs. I used to be like that in England when you when I started touring. You'd go with a bunch of comedians that you didn't know and you just see if anyone was driving because it's because England's so small you're just like driving up to Glasgow or something and mm -hmm. you'd, you'd end up on these like six hour drives with these random comics and uh and that you'd be like we would never cross paths in life this weird assortment of I remember this one guy w was gonna drive me up to like Newcastle or something we were gonna do a show and then he'd, he'd been we'd been texting and he'd been texting like oh yeah I'll pick you up xx because in England everyone does X, and then he, and then I get there and I got my little guitar to do my musical comedy, and then I get in the car and he goes, "Oh my god, I'm so sorry. This is so embarrassing. I thought you were a girl." So I was ending all the texts on XX, and I was like, "Oh yeah, this is back when I, <laughs> yeah." Anyway, wait, was, he thought you were a gr girl, so he thought he thought he was texting a girl, so he was ending all the texts with XX and like being really sweet, and I guess talking differently than he would to like a blokey male comic so then I got in the car and he thought I was a, a blokey male comic so he was like oh shit sorry I thought because of your name that you were a girl so I was texting you with all these exes I, it was so <laughs> uncomfortable because then we had a six hour drive together uh -huh. after that with he's like I take back my exes you didn't identify as non-binary then no so I was like well, I am a girl and he was like oh <laughs> oh yeah oh sorry oh anyway so uh, what's this show we're doing like so oh embarrassing oh my gosh that's but wild. I just, in those situations, I just go way overboard trying to make the person feel comfortable and not embarrassed. I was just like, well, anyway, I think you're such a good comedian. <laughs> I am a boy. Yeah, whatever you want me to be, I can be. Or like in Serbia, I went on tour in Serbia and I ended up in this car with all these like weird Serbian comedians drinking this plum liqueur that they were passing around and they're smoking in the car with the windows up and I was just like what is this job like yeah <laughs> is there a big comedy scene in Serbia no it's really in its infancy and so you got I these, would imagine totally and you have these Serbian guys who are basically imitating American comics that they're just discovering so you've got like the guy who's doing Mitch Hedberg and you got the guy who's doing oh, like wow. it's crazy yeah there's like a small scene of Budapest too did you, that's trying to start had, had you gone to do any comedy there? No. Have you? Mm-mm. I have oh, you not either. Of, you just heard on the grapevine. I just heard. I've had a friend that randomly went and did a show there. 
And then Let's we're go, trying guys. to get a little scene going. Get the handsome crew out there. Out to Budapest. <laughs> Chad Serbia first. The handsome pod. <laughs> Internationally. Now, not to, you know, come out of uh, Fortune solo. Thank uh, you. That she's taken there. Yeah, apologies. I was I was thinking, I'm I'm forgetting what that time period is. I guess it was around World War Two, just when everything became oh, like the Industrial Revolution. Was that around World War Two? Pre that around like be, it be, before World War One. So around oh. the, or 1900-ish. Okay. I have a seventh grade education, so my apologies. But <laughs> that it. is the time that concerns me the most because I feel like that's when the planet started yes. to go to hell. That's mm. so true. So if you could like isolate like the one guy who invented like petrol, like combustion mm-hmm. engines or something. Fuck. Yeah, yeah. That man, because that's when Dickens was writing and the mm-hmm. way he describes just like the thick smog in London and he said that the Thames River was like a poisonous snake from all the Mm -hmm. like chemicals and he described like these piston heads of the big machines and he said that they they moved like like a he said like a crazed elephant that was stuck in its cage at the zoo and just going nuts Mm. and moving its head that always haunted me it said it started in 1760 and it ended in 1840 the industrial revolution Mm mm-hmm Really? Wow, was I way off? That's what this says. Jesus, this so- Google. There were two. There, there was oh. one that was the time that May sang too. And what time <laughs> does it say? What time frame that was? 1870 to 1914. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. It, it's called the Second Industrial Revolution. Okay. Well, whatever. <laughs> All of the pollution and everything that uh, happened to this planet during that time period i would i mean obviously it's so great to have advancements in in certain areas but it's just such a bummer yes and for like a hundred years it's like we're driving towards a cliff and there's all these turning points that we could take and we're just like "Ah, whatever we're about to get eaten by a pterodactyl what about you fortune i was trying to think in my head like would i go way back in time or like a more recent thing like like, would I go to where the pandemic started and however oh, that yeah. broke out? And then have that not happen? Have that not happen, maybe? So you're well, good with, like, a polluted planet? I mean... <laughs> that's what you're interpreting. I mean, Anything else we say now, you're going to be like, what about so you give a shit? Well, I thought I had to pick something different. I could, we couldn't all go in on the industrial second industrial. If revolution. you cared, I mean, I do care for sure. I I don't want to get eaten by pollution dinosaurs for sure. What about like in your personal life? Is there any moment in your either of your personal lives that you would go back and stop? I always go back to. I wish I never smoked a cigarette in my oh, life. Yeah, you've mm. said that. Um, yeah. I, I just I think about it every day, and I can see the impact that it's had in different areas of my health. And it's just, it's like once you lose your health in certain ways, you can't turn back. And it's just such a bummer that like, I, Mm. I just, I just wish I didn't do that. How long did you smoke? Oh my God. I smoked from the time. I mean, not consistently, but I started smoking around eight or nine. And then I really, yeah. 
Yeah, I was like a real Huckleberry Tig. How did you get a cigarette at eight or nine? Just they were laying around. Everybody in my family smoked, and I could just smoke in my bedroom because the whole house smelled like smoke. So it wasn't like I had to go hide somewhere and do it. The whole place reeked of smoke. And so that's what my friends used to call me. (laughs) I'm picturing you in your, you're in like a kid's bedroom, like your eight year old bedroom. You're reading like Charlotte's Web, but you got a cigarette. No, I'm listening to the Beatles. (sighs) Yeah. 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 I, I started very casually smoking at that age. And then I would say when I was 11 is when I started smoking. And then mm-hmm. by the time I was probably 13, 14, maybe it was a little old. It might have been around 15, 16. I was, I was fully, I, I had dropped out of school. I was two packs a day smoking. Yeah, wow. we're very similar. Yeah. Yeah. Same time frame. Mm-hmm. I was a big old dork. <laughs> I had like one puff and I was like... <laughs> That's gonna hurt my singing voice. Yeah, you're like, how am I gonna hit that big note? I'm a delicate flower. I can't be smoking on these cigs. I I do wish like the first time I was about to do coke that someone said you could do a cold plunge. Just get in this ice bath instead. So is that what you would go back on, May? Is you wouldn't want to do coke, or is there something else? I think like we've we've maybe touched on this before that I'm. Because I like my life so much right now, I'm always wary to fuck with the past. When a wizard presents me with the opportunity to go back in time and like change something, Hello. I'm like, oh, I'm a wizard. I'm like, oh, May. I don't trust this guy. Like, would you trust that voice? May, would would you like to go back in time and change one thing? I can do it because I am a wizard. Where, what is your me? name? Why did you choose me? And what's your name? <laughs> my name is. Willie the Wizard, and I have come to just change one thing, and I promise, if you change that one thing, nothing else bad will happen. Wink, wink. I do not trust this guy, Tig. I do. I do. do. Hey, Willie, what's up? (laughs) What's up? I would. Yeah. Hey, uh, I'm Tig. Hello, Tig. Um, Yes. uh, If you could take cigarettes out of my past, I'd really appreciate it. Well, I had a mission to grant one person one wish, and this yeah. feels like a lot to ask for another, but I guess I can also grant you one wish. Uh, there are a few things that might happen if I take that one thing away. Some other things might uh, happen like, that weren't great. Like in a photograph of Tig, like people will just start fading out. You know what I mean? Like the the butterfly effect of that one change. Mm-hmm. Can I show you a picture of me long ago smoking a cig? Hold on. I have to go. Goodbye. (laughs) Let me show you. (laughs) This is about as gay, long-haired smoking as one can get. Changing a tire. Oh, my God. Holy You look like such a dyke. (laughs) Can you send that to us? Yeah, can we get that on our phones? (laughs) Okay, Tig looks so like dikey butch. <laughs> and my hair is long. Your it's like so the gayest long. photo. I've got, I mean, I'm changing a tire. I've got grease all over me. Look, That's, Dave Grohl and Nirvana. Seriously, that is like album cover material. Yeah, I should probably I post that. that on social media now that yes, we're talking about it. What am yes, I doing keeping this a secret? 
let the world in. Well, that's a good yeah. one. Taking back the smoke and may I think you're you're not sure about the cocaine because you probably rehab you know transformed you in a lot of ways. Well, I've managed to monetize my trauma in a lot of ways. So I'm like, well, well there. You know? <laughs> I mean, isn't that what our job is as a comedian? Uh, sort of, yeah. I think I would go. You know, there's this one night where I was. I was dancing in a bar and having so much fun and feeling really confident. This is recently, like six years ago or something. And I was like, oh my God, I'm feeling so like I'm, I'm dancing so confidently with all my friends. And yeah. cause I'm not a natural dancer, but I was like a bit drunk. And then this really beautiful Argentinian woman came up to me and was dancing with me. And I was like, oh my God, yes. And then she leans over and she goes, don't be Pinocchio. And I went, what? And she goes, don't be Pinocchio. You're so stiff like Pinocchio and awkward. It's okay. You can dance. Move. Try and loosen up. And I was like, I will never dance again. I hate you and myself. <laughs> I was, And I went and sat down and I was like, fuck that. Like, I really thought I'd crested a hill with like dancing. So that's maybe I'd go back and I'd take away the woman saying, don't be Pinocchio. Because every time I dance, I think, don't be Pinocchio. <laughs> I wouldn't take away any of the big hard things that happen because like you're saying may i do think that builds a lot of things that you need for other obstacles later in life i would maybe go back and eat more fruit and vegetables and and have it be something that like is such a part of my life as a kid that i like love it and crave it as an adult mm -hmm. it might have messed with the suppositories though that's probably what I was taking suppositories. I, I was going to say, right. <laughs> probably wouldn't need those. I'm going to save my butt from all those suppositories if I had just eaten some Brussels sprouts. If you needed to have somebody help you with a suppository, would you ask Jax? Oh, I would thought you, you were going to volunteer. No, no. I don't care what... <laughs> medical situation you were in i would not do that for you i would do it of course i plugging some it. butts with the handsome pod plugging some butts with the handsome I, pod Ooh. <laughs> oh. I'm, I'm asking about this because one of my favorite stories that kevin nealon has told is when he and his wife susan first met <laughs> he was so constipated Oh, no. I can't stop telling everybody this story, but <laughs> he was so constipated. He was in fetal position when she came over for a date. What? And he was like, what? can you can you go get a suppository for me, please? And, wow. uh, and he said the the image he is that just kills me is that he said that and she did this. She inserted the suppository. No. On a first on a I don't first know if it was first. Dates. It was a first couple of dates. He said yeah. it was like trying to insert a suppository into a brick wall. Oh um, my, god. my god. And and he said that after she did it, he thought, Oh gosh, now she's seen this. Should I push her down the stairs and kill her? <laughs> or marry her. Yeah. yeah. Kill her or marry her. Yes. And they're still together. But wow. um, one of my... True love. I don't know why I love that story so much. I guess it truly just it's sounds really like funny. the worst nightmare possible. If, yeah. If I was Susan, I would think this guy's in... He's got a, a suppository fetish. He's pretending he wants me to... Yeah. I, I'm way too 
like I, as soon as I'm sick or have to, like, I, I wish Parvati thought I was like a machine. Like I don't want to mm. show any vulnerability and I want to always look so fresh. But uh, when I do get sick and I have to like accept care in that way, I'm like, I suddenly turn so soppy. Like I'm, ba- I'm, I would propose to any of you right now. Like I get very romantic and kind of like insecure. Like I'm scared. I'm going to propose in my sleep. You like or to be cared for, nurtured. No, do you think I do? And that's, I think I hate it. And I get so like, it seems like I, you love it. It once seems it like happens. I love it. Yeah. And so wait, is that like your biggest fear of proposing? Yeah, yeah, in my sleep, just because I'm so insecure that I'm being seen as, you know, as vulnerable, fallible and human mm-hmm. and not like a kind of sex robot that I'm like, oh, God, I guess. Will you marry me like that? I don't know that. I don't they know why don't my mind is a sex robot anymore. That's what you want to be seen as for you sure. Want to be a sex as- robot. Yes, completely. Wow. I, but I love to care for people and I'm not squeamish at all. And like, I'm, I love when people are like. I had sick. a girlfriend who used to every morning we'd wake up. <laughs> people are sick. I love when people are sick. <laughs> I dated this woman who every morning when we would wake up, she had like stomach problems. She at first like she thought I was still asleep, and I would just hear her. I'd feel her body tense, and then she'd be like, Furp. and I go, "Did you just fart?" And she's like, "Oh God, sorry. I I just and anyway." And then she was it I Debbie? Was like, yeah. Oh, sorry, Maya. Oh, yeah. No, but then it turned out that. I was, it didn't turn me on, but I was like, it's so cool that you're confident enough to just fart on me in bed. It started to almost, like, it wasn't a fart fetish, but I was like, it's so badass because she stopped, she stopped trying to hide it. So we'd wake up and she'd just go and fart. And I'd be like crying, laughing. And I was like, it's really cool because I would never in a million years. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Kind of or no? About the uh, fetish? Just how cool it is if someone's like that unembarrassed about farting. And they and it's like it's hot because it's they're like, I know you're so obsessed with me that you won't even care if I just fart. <laughs> of of you guys, I think I'd probably feel most comfortable weirdly having Thomas put a suppository. I find him really calm. He's got mm. a very nurturing energy. Do you find that, Tig? Uh yeah, he's very nurturing. I mean, uh he's nurtured me for nearly a decade. Yeah, I like to think I've nurtured him in ways as well. No suppositories so far, though. But I, I, I would do arranged. it. Yeah, <laughs> Thomas would say, "All right, I've gotten three brands. Uh, I googled, and these are the top leading brands. And I um, went to the internet and I googled what is the best way to insert said suppository. I, I found the best suppository for each of you as individuals." Yeah, this one yeah. is better for you, Fortune, because it has, and then you list these things: fruits and vegetables. Now, um, Thomas, would you list, yeah. suppository us? Would you suppository us? <laughs> yeah, if you needed that in in a crisis, in a crisis. Yeah, yeah. and you we're just out of laziness. <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think so. Out of laziness. If I was like Thomas, hey, I'm so tired, <laughs> but I totally need a suppository. Would you suppository me? Oh, she's tired too. (laughs) All right, I'll do it. Okay, that was pretty easy. That didn't take. That was impressive. What if you ask Willie the Wizard? I'll do it, but I'm going to need some things in return. (laughs) What is that, Willie? Two years of yes gold. 
Two years of gold. Oh my god! Two years of gold. Two years of gold. I'm you starting to that, think. You know how much that is. I'm starting to think that Willie the Wizard is just a random guy off the street who wandered in. No, May. I'm starting to think Willie the Wizard is just fortune femester. What? <laughs> yeah, yeah. How two years of gold. How? So wait, is it two years consistently? You know exactly gold. how much that is. <laughs> don't act like you don't. That is what my kids would have said when they were like three. They would be like, uh, you owe me two years of gold. Because they would, I would ask them like how it, they always would guess people's ages, people's weight, all yeah. that kind oh, of stuff. I don't want them to play that game with me. And they would, <laughs> they would probably be like, you probably weigh two weeks and four pounds, <laughs> you know, like yeah. nothing would make sense. Yeah. And uh, that's what I'm on to with Willie the wizard. Well, he disappeared. I don't know where he went. He got embarrassed. And also it was a he. Yeah, Willie. Yeah, the Willie. God. Okay. Oh, God. I'm sorry. I'm sorry <laughs> that you guys are so caught in gender norms that Willie can't be Willamina uh, or non-binary. Yeah, Jeez, everyone. He and he left. Would you suppository us? That's the new like <laughs> test of love. You know, you were just saying about your kids being funny, and then it made me think of some funny stuff that this five-year-old I live with said and I don't want to be that person but I have to I got no outlet for this because I don't really do it in stand-up but we were playing go fish and uh I go do you have a six and she looks and she goes no and I went oh damn and she goes you're in Hollywood babe <laughs> she's five <laughs> it was really good you're in Hollywood babe you're in and Hollywood then, babe <laughs> we were eating and she has like a stuffed animal pig and uh she kept saying like the pig was my friend and then out of nowhere she goes may's ancestors are pigs <laughs> i was like where'd you learn the word ancestor where'd she uh, learn the word pigs <laughs> may's ancestors are pigs i, I wrote it down because i thought it's, you you should like open an email address and email yourself all the funny shit that max and finn say so you don't forget it I, didn't i tell you i have a document for their whole life it goes on for pages oh and my I, god i date everything it, it's an ongoing document that i i've written down and when i'm out of town i have stephanie text it to me uh Aww. if they say anything funny and i add it to the doc Aww. and it's so old that um the subject title is baby quotes oh and my they god are, they're gonna be eight in june that's so. so good yeah and when are you gonna give it to them like on their 16th birthday or something well i erased it oh no <laughs> oh <laughs> such a twist yeah i decided fuck it yeah just uh got rid of it so should we see what um conan has to say yes okay handsome pod here's my answer i'd go back to 1987 and i would stop the manufacture and sale of compact discs. Yeah, turned out it was a waste of time. We all bought compact discs. We were told it was really great. Great way to listen to music is a digital. And then, uh, whatever. Short time afterwards, they said, forget it. And by then, I had spent easily, maybe, I don't know, $15,000 on compact discs, often buying the same album over and over and over again, which is on me. I don't know why I did that. It was a compulsive thing. I don't know, I'm thinking about it now and I'm thinking, 
Really? Compact discs? What about stopping World War II? I didn't think of that. Mm. I should probably go back and say I'd go and I'd stop World War II. Shit. I didn't think about this enough. Okay. All right. Well, it's too late. I'm going with compact discs. Compact discs, 1987, not World War II. Damn it. Did you guys buy a lot of CDs? I think that's a that's really made me think that answer. Well, I guess similar with like Blu-ray and like VHS. I had and a lot of CDs, yeah. You still have them? Um, I think I finally tossed them when we sold our house. I had yeah. like the big, what do you call these things? The stacks that were in a thing that you flip. CD yeah. stacks? Like it's sure. CD. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, but the, the folder thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. I love CDs. You do? Them. I was kind of bummed when everything went digital. I was like, oh, this isn't as fun. Well, because now you don't really own anything, right? Yeah, it's all just out there. I, I liked having to choose one CD to take out for the day on my Discman, and, and you'd listen to the whole album all the way mm-hmm. through, you know? And then, you know, it always skips, so you'd have to hold your Discman kind of flat. I used to be so stoked to get the CD because it had all the lyrics. Mm-hmm. in yeah. the little folder thing. And then you could sing along. Because that's before you could Google the lyrics anything. So I was like, oh, that's what they're saying. Yeah, I loved uh, reading the lyrics and also looking at any pictures that were on the inside sleeve. Oh, I guess I'm thinking more of vinyl right now, but oh, I vinyl. loved vinyl record sleeves. Pull yeah, that we should, out. We should have just skipped skipped CDs and tapes and and stuck with vinyl, right? Easy to play in the car. There was yeah. nothing better than <laughs> someone making you a mixtape. That means they oh, were like yeah. really digging you. I used to make mixtapes with um, and I made one called like comedy mixtape. And so I would rent from Blockbuster my favorite. It would be like Billy Madison with Adam Sandler, and I'd like fast forward and find the funniest lines, and then I'd record them onto the mixtape, and just, and then so I had this compilation of just like funny lines from movies and comics and like i put on like my my mom's steve martin vinyl and then like record the line of him being like you know excuse me so this was just a psychotic (laughs) tape of just like (laughs) like just mismatched i love it well that was uh a real treat to have conan Mm o'brien visit the handsome pod truly an honor is there anything we want to um talk about before we head out of here well we have a live streaming show happening february 12th mm-hmm. we're doing a show at the dynasty typewriter it's going to be um all about love but not just for our friends and relationships for our single friends as well mm-hmm. whatever your questions are regarding that it can be also about coming out it could be about meeting people could be about our experiences, whatever you want. We can also give advice. It's going to be so fun, and you can watch it from anywhere. I think we've sold out the in-person tickets mm-hmm. already, but you can stream it from anywhere in the world, and you go to dynastytypewriter.com, and you get the link, and you can watch it for like a whole week. Even if your time zone is um, different, you can watch it whenever you like. I might dress as a pretty little lady. Please. Oh, my God, please. I'll be <laughs> Whatever blushing. your version of handsome is, that's what we want. You should dress as... You changing the tire on the like, <laughs> yeah, long hair, cigarette, backwards cap, <laughs> full of um, grease. Do you guys have any shows that you want to promote? Well, I have uh, a show that Stephanie and I have been doing called She Said, She Said uh, at Largo. 
and it's where we talk about our family and each other and issues that have come up. It's like my my dream comedy show is watching you and Stephanie talk. Like I, <laughs> it's that's so great. I will be there. <laughs> well, it is very fun, and that's at Largo. And then I have some shows at Dynasty Typewriter, and then I'm also going to be in Peekskill, New York, on March eighth. And then they added another show in Waterville, Maine on March 10th. Come on out and we'll see you there. What about you, Fortune? I'm on tour. So if you want to catch a show, February 18th, I'll be in Poughkeepsie, New York, then Houston, Texas, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, Wilmington, and Durham, North Carolina in mid-March. Los Angeles got a big show there on March 23rd at the Theater at the Ace Hotel. San Luis Obispo, Albany, New York, Hartford, Connecticut. New York City on March 30th at the Beacon Theater, Bakersfield, California, Rancho Mirage, then Seattle and Toronto. Go to fortunefeemster.com for tickets. Nice. I've got a... Actually, live streaming two two nights at the Elysian uh, on the fifteenth and sixteenth of February uh, with Stephanie Allen, Tig's wife, and Alana mm. Johnston. We're doing two nights in a row of uh, improv that we're going to also live stream. So you can you can get tickets to that. And then I'm at Largo on the twenty fourth of February with amazing guests. I got Zoe Deschanel. Um, yeah, it's going to be sick. Last but not least, we have merch. Yes. Uh, we have great merch. Some really cool stuff. So check it out. We, people have been sending us their pictures with their handsome shirts on and hats and all the stickers. It's so cool uh, yeah. seeing people out in the world being handsome. Seeing people at our shows, too, like our live shows wearing the merch. It's very surreal and very cool. And we're, as always, we're so grateful to everyone for listening and getting into the pod. Yeah. Uh, really, you, it's so exciting. You can get that merch at handsomepod.com. So go Go do that. And uh, as we always say, tell your friends about the show. Subscribe, tell friends, share an episode. If you have a fa- favorite episode, share it with who you think would like it. It's it's really fun to watch the show grow. And uh, I don't know, until next time. Keep it handsome. handsome. Handsome is hosted by me, Tig Notaro, Mae Martin, and Fortune Themester. The show is produced, recorded, and edited by Thomas Willette. Email us at handsomepod at gmail.com. Follow us on social media at handsomepod. What a podcast! What a podcast! What a podcast!